welcome to another episode of the MA Mastermind Podcast. This is the place where we bring in experts to talk about ways in which you can level up your MA practice. As always, I am your host, Nick Olson, uh, Managing Director of Cornerstone International Alliance, uh, the only international alliance of MA firms who focus on the lower middle market. So the platform here is we bring in guests who are true masters of their craft, subject matter experts who can share their experiences, their insights to help us better succeed in the world of M&A. And today's guest is no different. I'm very excited about today. I've done a lot of work with him. Um, he is um, an expert in a lot of things, but most notably, uh, and what he's working on now is personal branding. He is a, a founding member and a senior strategist for an amazing company, which we'll get into uh, in a little bit. He has a team to help you turn your reputation into revenue. Um, he has worked with New York Times best-selling authors, celebrity influencers, and entrepreneurs uh, across many industries. Um, he has founded, sold, and grown multiple companies, former college soccer player, uh, and he was an aspiring DJ in high school, which we'll get to in a minute, um, <laughs> a cancer survivor, and he is my personal brand strategist. Uh, please welcome my guest today, joining us from Music City, where his company, Brand Builders Group Hales. Welcome, Jeremy Weber. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? It's going awesome, man. Great to be with you, Nick. Uh, appreciate appreciate that intro for sure. Aspiring DJ, that's what we're talking about the whole time, right? Not, yeah, right. Not, so yeah. tell you, I, I got to I got to know the story. How did you become a DJ in high school? <laughs> well, I don't know that I, I can claim to be an official DJ. I, I was a wannabe D DJ, but the uh, I, I was in high school in the '90s. So uh, you know, any anybody that can relate, um, you know, '90s hip hop was huge, oh, yeah. and so I, I was I was all into that, and naturally went way too deep and had to get myself you know turntables and the vinyl, and then thought I was you know had my speaker set up and. Yeah, so I, I don't know that I ever got paid to to like yeah. actually you know DJ parties or anything, but I had a lot of fun, you know. So uh, that that's what's important. But that I knew pretty early, you know, early on that wasn't going to be my career path. So I uh, had to pivot to something a little more practical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's a good story to tell, um, and uh, definitely hey, I grew up in the '90s too, so '90s hip hop uh, near and dear to me as well. Yeah, I love. It. They just—I they, don't know that they make it like they used to. So, well, I've been seeing too. It's 50-year anniversary of the of the creation of hip hop. So, uh, it started before you know our time, but it's been 50 years, which I thought was amazing. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, di I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, side note: uh, my wife was telling me about she saw some news flash. Who knows if it was fake news or not? But something about they had maybe discovered some new details in Tupac's murder or something. I, and I, was, like, that, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is, uh, it, anyway, you know, side tangent. But um, <laughs> no shortage of, of good memories from those days, that is uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, appreciate you joining um, us today. So, you know, you are one of the founding members of Brand Builders Group. And... So just to set the tone of what you do and what you and your 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 partners do at uh, at Brand Builders Group, what is you know the foundation, the 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 DNA of Brand Builders Group? If you could tell us. Yeah, I mean our our mission is to you know we serve mission driven messengers. That's you know how we refer to our ideal client, and so 
what that really is, is these are individuals that are naturally uh, significant figures in a business. It could be a small business with, you know, solopreneur business. If it's a brand new business, it could be a multi-billion dollar publicly traded business. It doesn't really matter. But our goal is to really identify people that, you know, kind of feel like they have a calling on their heart to get out there more, you know, like they know they're an expert at something and they just want to become more well-known as that expert so they can, one, yes, drive more traffic back to the business they're focused on growing, but two, have a bigger impact on the world. You know, I mean, I, I think we feel that there are so many people that are really the, the best at what they do, but um, they may not be the most well-known and, and the best content or best skill set doesn't always win because you have people that know the tactics or know, know how to get in front of people. Um, and we feel like that's a disservice at the end of the day for the consumer. So our goal is to find people that align with us and our, our mission and our values and just help them help more people by, you know, elevating their, their public profile, quote unquote, personal brand. And, and we have lots of different tools and, and tactics we use to help them do that. But, you know, that's our goal at the end of the day is to help people get out there more, be more well-known and use that awareness of them as a trusted expert to drive more traffic and growth of their business and, and help them serve more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and your mission statement and what you do for people really resonated with me and where I was at, um, you know, re, you know, rewind eight, 10, 12 months ago, <clears throat> excuse me. And just, uh, the, and we'll get into this, you know, the work that you and I have done together over the past six months. Um, but, um, really, uh, really appreciate what you guys do. I think it's amazing work. Um, you have some pretty, uh, pretty uh, strong, uh, um, you know, people in your in your company, uh, you included, and so got to know a lot of you, and um, it's been amazing so far. And you know, the journey's not done. We're going to continue to do some more work on it. Um, so, yeah. you know, I work and we work, and this podcast is all about mergers and acquisitions and how we can support people in this industry. Um, so, you know, you talk about personal branding is really industry agnostic, like everybody should have, um, you know, identify their personal brand and leverage that in, in reaching out to more people, like you said, and serving more people. Um, but you have a, sounds like you have a little bit of a history, um, owning a company exiting and maybe helping companies grow. So you, you kind of, you, you understand the business that we're in. And I think that's really helped you and I, and I know you worked with others in the, in the business to really you know, connect in that regard. So why don't you tell us about how that worked with you and the companies you've owned and how you've exited them? Yeah, I mean, so if I go all the way back to the early days of, of my career, I, I studied computer science in school. So I, I came out of school very much in the trenches of technology. I mean, so deep as writing code and database administration, just, you know, big architecting, big enterprise system. So so I was deep into technology, but also was not, you know, the nerdiest of the nerds, right? There were people that, you know, were, were loved the tech and just were, you know, in front of a keyboard all day. And, and I kind of had this blend of understanding technology and being good at it, but also being kind of a good communicator. I could bridge that gap of taking complex technical topics and communicating them with non-technical people, right? Which is a big part of driving awareness of new technology trends and driving adoption or sales or, or getting buy-in for whatever it is you're advocating for, right? So that sent me down kind of an interesting career path early in my career where 
I was very much in the technology industry, but I was out front kind of speaking a lot about technology I believed in um, and, you know, knew could have a big positive impact on people. And so what's interesting is, you know, my discipline early on, I was always just hyper focused on being the best I could be at, at this niche of technology I was in. And that let me identify some gaps in the market. And I ultimately used my technical skills at the time, which I, I, I don't have anymore. So don't ask me to write code or do any of that stuff. But way back in the day, you know, I, I developed some software to kind of plug this gap in the industry. And, and that was my first kind of, you know, foray into entrepreneurship and starting my own business around this tech that I had developed. But what's interesting is I go back and think about those days, you know, was I thinking, hey, I'm building my personal brand by getting out here and speaking at conferences and being active on social media and blogging? Like, no, I, I, I wasn't thinking about I'm building my personal brand, I, but I was definitely thinking, hey, I, I believe in what I do. I know the impact it has on people in a positive way. And, and I want to share my expertise with as many people as possible to just to just, again, because I believe in it, I think I'm really good at it. And so I'm just trying to go out and talk to people that could be offline at conferences, that could be online through social media, blogging, et cetera. Um, and so as I go back to kind of those early days of my career, it was definitely the awareness of me in the industry as a trusted expert in this stuff that also drove a lot of awareness of my technology and this tech company that, that I had kind of brought to market. And that's ultimately what allowed me to, to significantly reduce the friction of getting my initial clients, licensees that, that licensed and resold my software. And that's also what then led to what my, one of my primary clients being like, hey, we want to really acquire this technology, fully integrate it into our software as a service platform um, and really bring you on as a as a partner in the business to then help us help us grow it. And so that was, you know, kind of the first experiences of me getting into this space, you know, of just entrepreneurship, starting my own business, but also using my quote unquote personal brand as a as a mechanism to to serve people, but, you know, get on their radar, which naturally got my foot in the door at places that led to an acquisition and things like that. So, um, so that, that was kind of the, the early stages of that. And then naturally, as I came on at, at that company, you know, I was a senior partner and, and my role was, you know, not so much, I was doing some deeper stuff in the trenches of technology, but my role was primarily to be almost like the the brand ambassador for the company. I continued that trend of being out there speaking at conferences that, you know, probably led to one of the highlights of my career, especially at that time, which was, you know, getting to speak in front of about 16,000 people at the San Diego, you know, convention center at a big international user conference. So that trend continued that, you know, even at that time, as I came onto that bigger company that acquired my company, I wasn't thinking, hey, I'm building my personal brand. I continued to just want to get out there and talk about what you know I was passionate about and what I was an expert at. And but naturally that awareness of me led to a significant amount of awareness of our back-end tech company, you know, that I was a partner in at that point and had a huge impact on our ability to to close new accounts, form strategic partnerships with some major players in the industry that unlocked huge channels of referral, you know, kind of like opportunities that came our way. 
So I just think for me, the lesson learned was, you know, if you just market the business and this was, it's even more true now and we have data to back it based on our trends and personal branding. But even back then, you know, there were a ton of companies that were marketing their products and services and hey, this is the business. But what differentiated us in the marketplace was having a company that did work, but also, you know, one person, me at the time, and there, there were others, but I was kind of the lead person that were really getting out there and getting in front of more and more people from a place of authority, right? And, and that, you know, helps you shortcut the system to drive brand awareness of you and your business as trusted experts, and then ultimately use that awareness and influence to you know, to, to drive growth at the end of the day. So, so that was all pre brand builders group, but you know, what, what's been so interesting as I do what I do now and reflect back on my own journey is, you know, personal branding, even though I wasn't thinking about it intentionally in those early days of my career was really actually a big part of, of my career and how I was able to be successful in those early days. Yeah. And just as you're talking, I'm thinking like back to when, you know, I got out of college and I got into, you know, sales and, and, and business development and working, you know, I, I started off after out of college working for an indoor football team. Um, and, uh, so do you, you know, in a small company like that, you do a little bit of everything. And so, you know, then I was not thinking of my brand identity. I had 12 years in healthcare, um, not really thinking, you know, kind of, you're kind of head down, like just doing the work and not really thinking about, you know, what your personal brand could do for you. And, you know, so I wonder, like, what could it have done for me you know, over those 12 years? And would that be, you know, where I'd be, in a, you know, where, you know, where, what would that have benefited me differently, you know, now where I'm at? And <clears throat> excuse me. So it's just, uh, I'm like, yeah, I didn't do a good job back in the day. So, you know, one of the reasons why I love working with you and going through this uh, process to really identify, and it's never a, a, a completed product, you're always, it's always evolving, right? And you're always working on it and doing new things and making sure that, uh, you know, and, and, ways to communicate always change and things like that so it's always an ever-evolving type of thing but um yeah so appreciate the context there so i want to pivot to uh you know when we started working together um you know i i i look back at you know we had you come in to a conference um for for our cia members back in um in january and we were in tampa and we we brought you in uh, to be the keynote speaker you spent a full day with our group, um, which I'm very thankful for. But we were connected by one of our one of our members, uh, Jim Cumbie, who's in Nashville, and you're in your neck of the woods, and you've worked with him as well. And so, you know, anything that Jim says, uh, you know, recommendation, I'm like, yeah, I think, I mean, Jim's one of the smartest guys I know and um, mm -hmm. does a really good job. And it's funny that you used the word previously, I just remember you saying solopreneur, and Jim is, a you know, a solopreneur in, in his practice. And, you know, we have in our group, you know, Jim as a solopreneur all the way up to like 15, 18 person firms. And it's a, you know, it's a big mix. And so when we're, when, we, when that meeting was all the owners of the firms and we brought you in and um, you know, we, as a group talk about like, what are things that we can help you guys do to improve your business? Right. And marketing had always been a topic of conversation. Like, you know, we need to do more marketing or we need to be more efficient or we need, you know, strategy or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, when uh, Jim and I talked and he brought, you know, he introduced you, you, you to me and like, this is perfect. Like, this is exactly what we need right now because we're talking so much about marketing and where can we help and, and what we can do for our members. And so you came in and you talked uh, to us in Tampa 
and um, the foundation of your whole your whole program maybe not the best word but everything that you guys do is is finding your brand dna um and so that's where i'd like to you know kind of dive into a little bit is what is what do you mean by brand dna <laughs> yeah it, it's it's it sounds good but it's always like what in the heck are you talking about right yeah right? um the yeah so i mean i think what's interesting is that you know if 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 we zoom out just a second, right, what, what we've been talking about all along is there is there's value in more of the right people could be prospective clients, could be strategic partners, like whatever, um, knowing about you as the expert you are, right? So having becoming more well known, right, through your personal brand and all these other things, right? Um, and And obviously, the reason we want to do that is more and more consumers and outside people want to know the individuals behind the business, right? That's really who they're, they're engaging with or, or, you know, using to then determine if they want to make a, a, a decision to do business with you or partner with you or whatever. So the question then becomes, what is your strategy? Okay, if we get that, yeah, I get it. We need more people to know about one or more of our key people. And that helps us market and drive growth. The question then becomes, what is your strategy to do that? Right. Okay, great. Like, what's our strategy? And anytime you try to be more intentional about getting out there and becoming more well known, the initial problem you're going to run into is the noise in the market. There's so much crap out there. It's like, well, how do I uniquely position myself in the market so I can break through that noise? Right. So that that's kind of like the big question. And so this brand DNA that you're talking about is really our methodology and it's, it's a set of strategies and exercises we go through early on with every client because it is the foundation. If we are not positioning you and your business uniquely in the marketplace, all of these sales and, act, sales and marketing activities to drive awareness of you and try to make you become more well-known are gonna fall flat because we're trying to be like somebody else or we haven't, we're very generic in everything we do. And so it just falls into all the noise that's already out there. So this first set of work is really saying, what is your uniqueness, right? Like at the end of the day, and this, this brand DNA, we have, we have something called the brand DNA helix, which is kind of this, this exercise we take clients through. And we say that your uniqueness really lies at the intersection of these these six questions, right? And, and we'll take you through those. And what's so important about this, this was some of the best branding advice we ever got. It's from a guy named Larry Wingett. And he says that our goal at the end of the day is to try to, you know, uh, exploit your uniqueness in the service of other people, right? Like that's our goal. But to, but to even be able to do that, which again is something that, wow, that sounds cool, but what the heck is my uniqueness? And then how do I find it? Right. You know, those are always like the quit giving me all these cool one liners. Like, how do I do the work? Right. Um, and so the, the first thing, while this is not technically part of our brand DNA helix process, it's almost like a precursor to it. We say that the foundation of, of getting clear on your uniqueness and your DNA and then starting to do all these you know, activities to drive awareness and become more well known is getting clear on who you're focused on serving, right? And we we all know this, right? It's segment the market, don't try to be everything to everybody. But there is something really powerful that I wanna say about this is that, you know, we feel, and this is not always 100% true with, with every brand and every business, but we often feel that you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you used to be, 
right? And so there's something about, you know, man, I, I know the journey I was on, um, you know, uh, you know, earlier in my career, as I think about myself, what I was a brand new, you know, startup business owner, I was a senior partner in a tech firm, right? Like, I know the intricacies of all that. And so I'm very well positioned to help the former Jeremy, right? As I find, you know, more of those people out there, because I've been there, done that. I, I know all the the dead ends I went down and also know that that straight path that that allowed me to you know become really well known and, and use that to drive growth and even the sale of my first business. So we always say that that's true. You want to get clear on who you're serving and just you want to pay close attention to that idea that you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you used to be. Um, but yeah, once you're kind of I'll jump in there real quick, Jeremy. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I always found really unique was that that you're most positioned to serve the person you once were. And, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I thought, I think back to that too. And it's like, who was I like, we're like, how do I, you know, and we went, went through that in the work that we did and, you know, everything that I, I went through even, you know, way back as, um, you know, and what my uniqueness ended up being, we can talk about that too, if you want, but, um, is, is connect, you know, connection, you know, that's what, and then I look back and, uh, you know, we came up with that, like, that's what I do for, you know, Cornerstone International. And it's like, we're bringing people into this group and connecting people together to, you know, talk and, and, and create value amongst these, each other. And, you know, so bringing people and things together to help them best do what they do, you know, best as well. And so it's like, well, you know, I look back and it, it just resonated with me. Like, yeah, that's always what I've, you know, kind of done. And be that you know, connection subconsciously, like continuing to do that. And it's like the, the kind of the light bulb went off, like, oh my gosh, like that is what I do. And, you know, now I, you know, now identifying that it's like, okay, that's, you know, now that I know that it's like, that's gotta be my focus and everything that we do is around connection. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Nick, because I just know early when we were, you and I were working together, there was a little bit of that friction of saying like, hey, I'm, I'm a significant person as part of this alliance, right? This organization of really talented, you know, M&A firms and yeah. people that have been in this market for a long time and are true experts at valuing businesses, helping businesses sell, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. And so Nick's here saying like, well, I'm not, you know, the guru that's been in M&A, like all the ins and outs of how to do this, but maybe that's not what the world needs you to be right now, right? You don't have to right. be the guru that is helping other gurus know how to be leaders in M&A. You're more so saying, you know, look, I do understand the key components to help M&A firms thrive. And I may not be the expert at the details of how to be a, a, a leading thought leader as an M&A advisor or whatever, but that's not your uniqueness or your role. Your uniqueness is to know how to put the right puzzle pieces together um, to, to kind of surround these existing firms with the tools they need to get to that next level. And a big part of that is your role as a connector, connecting them with the right information, you know, from other sources often to fill information or knowledge gaps they have, connecting them with networks of buyers, right? Like with technology, with marketing or sales, you know, resources and assistance, like Again, all those components that we have determined are, you know, foundational to really round out the toolkit of an M&A firm and help them thrive. Right. So I think for me, that was even like a cool breakthrough moment that probably took some pressure off you. Like you, you no longer 
had to be like, well, I, I'm not really the this person with all these types of answers, but I do have a lot of the answers on this other side, which is important. And it's also, you know, frankly, what, you know, is, is kind of the core of what you guys do, right, as, as the Alliance. Well, and I can, I can vividly remember the moment too, you're, you know, you were talking at, at the conference, I'm sitting there and, and it was, it was all about our members. Like they're the M&A firms, you know, that's like who we were wanting to talk about. Like talk about their brand strategy. Like what is, what is their uniqueness? And, and they're the ones dealing with, you know, business owners looking to sell their companies and things like that. And all of a sudden you look, I, I, you look over at me and, and, and you go, you know, your focus, Nick needs to be on helping M&A firms. And because, yeah, you said I struggled and we struggled with, you know, we're, you know, we we're going to do this, that, and whatever. And it's like, you know, that focus and like, and, and, and it, was, it was an aha moment for me. It's like, he's absolutely right. Like, why am I trying to do all these other things when, you know, I need to focus on, you know, you know, bringing together the best of the best in lower middle market M&A firms and helping them do what they do best. And it just, it just, it was such a great moment. It's like, and like you said, it was a little bit of weight off the sort of like, like you're trying to, you know, go in all different directions. Like now I got my one focus direction. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it very well. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you so, so much of the, the secret here. Uh, if you want to know really what's at the, at the core, it may not be sexy, but it's the fundamental truth of, of how you become successful at breaking through the noise and becoming well-known. It's all about focus, right? Like, you know, what should I focus on that's really aligned with my unique positioning in the market? And how do I stay focused on that through the right sales and marketing activities to amplify that uniqueness? Mm -hmm. Because just as you were doing, if, if you kind of feel like you're all over the place and you're kind of halfway doing a few, you know, a few things, then you're not able to intentionally push forward in a certain direction and amplify a certain thing you want to be known for and really break through that noise. And that's why most most businesses and individuals fail is they just have that diluted focus and then they get diluted results. And so, so I think that's why so much of this early work around brand DNA is around clarity. Let's get clarity yeah. on your uniqueness. Let's get clarity on who you're best positioned to serve. Let's get clarity on what we should focus on to make money with this business. Let's get clarity on, you know, the list goes on. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so let's. You want to get into the brand DNA stuff, kind of coming back to yeah, you know some of the details on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like we said, you know, the 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 first step is how do we identify your uniqueness, and we do that through the brand DNA helix process, and uh, we really say your uniqueness lies at the intersection of those six questions, like I mentioned before. And what's cool, if you can imagine, like you know, a DNA kind of diagram. There's there's three questions at the top and three questions at the bottom. And what we say is those three questions at the top are designed to help us get a sense for what the world needs you to be. Right. Like you solve real problems for real people and they're willing to pay you money to solve that problem. And that's good. Like we can make money doing what what you need to do. That's important. But at the bottom, we say the three questions at the bottom are designed to help us get clear on what you were designed to be. Right. And so, you know, and, and that's that you love doing it. Right. And, and we know people that are way overextended at the top and they make great money, but they're miserable. Um, and we know people that are way overextended on the bottom and they think they're living their best life, but then they realize they're not making enough money to keep the lights on. Right. And then they got to go 
go, go get a real job or something. So our goal is to try to strike that sweet spot in the middle to the best of our ability. And it's always moving and evolving, right? It may not be perfect right out of the gate and you evolve into this kind of perfect, you feel like you're in the zone, right? Like I'm doing what I was meant to do and it doesn't feel like work. I mean, I think we all know, you know, that feeling when we, when we strike that right balance. So, so let's just kind of run through it. So the first question at the top, you know, of the brand DNA helix is what problem do you solve? Okay. And so the reason this is so important, and again, remember, this is, um, you know, uh, part of the what the world needs you to be bucket, right? Um, is that what problem do you solve? And this is so important because people pay for solutions to problems. And if you're not clear on what problem you solve, then they're definitely not going to be clear on the problem you're solving for them. And, and it may not be as appealing or as clear on why they need to pay you money for a product or service to solve this problem, right? right. And it's often the bigger the problem, the more they're, they're willing to pay, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a few questions, you know, that we, we use here to kind of help people get clear on the problem they solve. And I'll just kind of rattle off some of these because I think, you know, if people are listening, they can, you know, do some of these exercises themselves. Um, you know, we say, how would your ideal client uh, answer the following question. So you, you would then take the inverse of this. What I really want is blank. And then what's the opposite with, of that? I'm struggling to blank. I need help with blank. I really feel blank. One thing that's holding me back is blank. <laughs> you know, so just kind of like, how would your ideal client answer that? And then take the the inverse of it. The other way to think about it is, what do, pe what do people come to you for organically, right? It's just like, man, I just have a lot of people that come to me for this type of stuff because I'm out there doing work and it's becoming apparent that I'm really great at X. And, you know, so people are coming to me for help with, with something, right? That's, that's a good way to think about it. And then another thing is just what are you most powerfully positioned to help people with? Like, you, you know that, man, I am an expert at this and I can help them with blank. And then, you know, what do people ask you about a lot? So those are just some good kind of brainstorming questions. And what's important to understand when you're thinking about, you know, the, the one word problem, right? The problem you solve is you solve a lot of problems. So it's, it's not that, you, you know, you only solve one problem. What we're looking for is what do we feel that root kind of core problem is? Like if you're the expert at what you do and you understand that, it's almost like a doctor, right? There's symptoms and then there's a root cause, right? And if you just treat the symptoms, you're, you're going to continue to be putting band-aids on things. Yeah. So you as the expert as an M&A firm, if you're solving the problem of undervaluation or burnout, you know, whatever it ends up being, right? You're going to be the expert at saying, yeah, there's a lot of problems that the business owner is dealing with, but there's actually kind of this root problem. And until we solve for that root problem, we're never going to be able to then solve all these other problems. And it's just you're so deep in it. You're such an expert at it that you understand kind of the hierarchy between these different problems that are that are circling this this business owner you're focused on serving. So it's deep work. But I'll tell you, and you, you know this just from going through it, Nick, there is a tremendous amount of power in the clarity on your end and on the client's end, you know, whenever you get clear on that one word problem. And so mm -hmm. just to put it in context, you know, the, the problem we solve for the clients we serve at Brand Builders Group is obscurity, 
right? Like you, you are not known by enough people. And as a result of not being known by enough people, that hurts your ability to serve more people and have a big, a bigger positive impact on this world. It also hurts your ability to, to drive traffic back to your business and grow your business, right? So being obscure is not good. <laughs> and we help you break free from that. Um, you know, you end your business, right? So anyway, so that's problem. So um, any, any commentary on that or you want me to just keep rolling? No, yeah, keep going. Keep going. I think it's great because, you know, your problem is, you know, a word and then like, you know, what, what causes that problem too. I think that's what you're going to go, where you're going to go next, maybe. Yeah, well, and that's interesting. It, it, you know, some of this stuff we could go on, go on for a long time, but I, yeah, I, I was actually going to kind of skip over that, but since you brought it up, I, I, I will bring it up. So it's, there's actually another layer to this and you're probably like, man, whoever has the time to go this deep or have these right. philosophical. And it's like, that's actually part of the problem is when you don't do the deep work, you can't go to market with something very clear and powerful and unique that breaks through the noise. And so, you know, you, you got to do the deep work to have lasting impact and, and separate yourself from the competition. So there is another layer to this one word problem concept is that when you get clear on the one, you know, the problem you solve, and then you understand, hey, here's these other symptoms or other problems that stem from that. Remember that all of this is stuff that your ideal client is aware of. They would say, yes, Nick, I am struggling with this, or yes, I, I feel like, you know, obscurity may not be the word, but it's like, yeah, I feel like I'm just not known by enough people and I wanna be more well-known so I can serve, et cetera. So the problem is something they're aware of. The other thing you have to figure out is why does that problem exist? And that's what we call the cause, right? And the cause is that deep down thing that is why the, why the problem exists and then why all those other symptoms or other problems exist too. And, and so that is another thing we want to get clear on because your goal in everything you do as we start putting together how you solve the problem, what you sell to monetize solving this problem, what you go talk about when you get in front of people, what you're posting on social media, you know, the list goes on and on, is designed to solve for the root cause. Because again, if we're not solving for the root cause, we're then not going to be able to you know, implement a solution that then rolls up and solves the problem, which then solves all those other symptoms. And so right. I know it's deep and you got, you got to bear, bear with us, but there, there is a tremendous amount of power in that because again, your ideal client is often not aware of the cause and because they're not aware of it, that's why they still struggle with all these things. Right. Um, and, um, and you're the expert, right? You, you not only understand, the hierarchy between these problems, but you actually understand why all those problems exist. And, and, and that's, you're going out and trying to shine a light on that for people and then help helping them understand how to, how to break free from that and get to a better place you're wanting to take them to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So sorry. I, uh, I interrupted your flow there. So what no, was no, no, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Some of this stuff, it's like, you know, we could go on for hours with, good. so, so, so the, the, the other thing, so, so that was the, you know, what problem do you solve? Um, you know, that was the first question in the top of the helix. Then we swing to the bottom, right? Cause all these are counterbalancing each other, right? So the, the first question in the bottom is what are you passionate about? Right. And so naturally you could solve a lot of problems, but if you don't get lit up and you're not excited to be like, that is the mission behind everything I do is to go out and 
help these types of people break free from these issues and get to a better place. Well, you're not going to have kind of the, you know, the fuel in the tank to do the work right uh, through your business and, and all the things as you know, through your personal brand, like getting out there more. Um, and it's just not going to be a durable thing for you. Right. And so we always have to make sure you're passionate about it or we want to make sure you're passionate about it. And so some of the things we questions we ask to help you kind of just make sure you're passionate about it is, um, you know, what gives you joy? What truly fills you up? What breaks your heart or makes you sad? You know, what pisses you off? <laughs> you know, like what makes you angry? And it's like these things are just like, yes, this is becoming more personal. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of people that um, that say, you know what, look, this whole personal branding thing, like whatever, I don't want to get out there more, you know, or, you know, just kind of go through life or, or their work in, in a more just nonchalant, you know, manner. I think for me, and, and I don't want to make a blanket statement here that applies to everybody, but I think for a lot of people, the reason they show up that way is they're not clear on the deeper why behind the work they're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and for me, when you get, when you do the deep work, like we're talking about, and you get clear on, on some of these things, that's that light bulb you talked about earlier. It's like, boom, that clarity on, yeah, there's a lot going on, but like, this is, this is what, what, what I'm solving. This is why I'm solving that problem because it pisses me off. Like there's real people out there really struggling with this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and again, if I just make it personal, like there are real experts out there that could have a better positive impact on people than other people in the market, but just these other people know how to use these marketing and sales tactics, but their, their content's probably crap. Right. It may not be the best content. And that that is not I'm not OK with that. Right. And so our goal is to you know, partner with the best and the brightest and help them become also the most well known so they can they can have that big impact. So so anyway, so you got to you got to check the passion box. What are you passionate about? Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you add anything to that? Um, yeah, I mean, correlating it to me, like I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about, you know, and I'm, I tend to be, you know, helping people and that makes a lot of sense with, with my, uh, with, uh, with my, uh, uniqueness. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So flipping back to the top of the helix, right? The second question in, in the top section is what are you researched in? So, you know, what this means is you have had time, you've spent time studying and becoming an expert at something, right? Like the last thing we want is for us to be looking at your unique positioning in the market and basing that on something that you don't have the credibility to go out and talk about, right? Or actually deliver sound advice for people that's going to drive real positive results for them. So we want to look at, you know, what have you studied academically? What topics do you naturally read about the most? What are you truly an expert in? You know, what do you listen to? What would you want to spend more time studying? So these are some of the questions. And oftentimes it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've spent a bunch of time doing X and I, I love it and don't feel like work and, and I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. You know, so hopefully that's a quick one that you, you can check. But um, but the flip of that one. So this is that fourth question overall. The second one in the bottom is what do you have results in? Right. So we know many people that they are 
super smart at something, but they just can't translate that knowledge into real results for clients they serve because something's just off, right? They may not be passionate about doing the work. They may not be good at just translating the knowledge into to advice and tactics to drive real results, like something's breaking down. So we always just want to check that as, you know, what area of your life have you won awards in? What have you spent time doing a lot that's more than the average person? What is your superpower? What are things you do naturally that everyone else thinks is hard, right? So like, and there's a few others, you know, kind of what problem have you overcome yourself? So it, it's kind of like just making sure that, yes, not only am I really smart at this, I'm researched, but I've been able to translate that knowledge into real results for clients. And that's a good sign, right? Okay, cool. Right. Like, and some of this may be like, yeah, I, I, I've got a few things that I'm really good at, but only one of them or a subset of those are really what I feel like I'm able to really do some amazing work with. And so, okay, cool. Like that's part of really maybe where we need to be focusing more. Yeah. Okay. Any, any thoughts on that? Nope. Completely agree. Okay. So the last two questions, I know we're kind of bumping up on time here, but you know, the last two really have to do with how we're going to make money, right? So it's important that we're clear on how we're going to monetize all of this, you know, so we can keep the lights on and, and keep doing what we love doing. So the, the, the question in the top is what would people be willing to buy from you? Right. So, OK, let's think about this unique positioning in the market. What are all the ways to, to kind of make money in a business? We have a acronym called PAIDS, you know, uh, which is all the different ways to get paid right as a business or a personal brand. Um, and, you know, because we want you to get paid. Right. It's the S on the end. Um, but it's pro pro products ads, affiliates, you know, I is information products, D is deals and S is services, right? So in most of your cases with the M&A firms, right, they're in the services bucket, which is consulting, advising, you know, whatever. The, the challenge often is that they're trading a lot of time for money, which is fine, but it's hard to scale a business like that, you know, without scaling up a bunch of bodies. So that's what we're always looking at is, you know, what are all the ways that you could make money, right? You know, thinking through those buckets of the different, you know, paids buckets and different specific offerings within each. Um, and then we get to this last question, which is the final question of the Brand DNA Helix, which is what business do you want to be in, right? And it's like, you know, I could sell a lot of things to a lot of different people, right? But th this is what I'm really passionate about doing. And it, you know, and, and, and whenever possible, we want to be thinking about how are we getting quick traction in the market, which is usually trading time for money is the fastest way to get to market and get, get you know, drive revenue. But then as we think about scaling the business, you, you naturally are introducing more kind of digital information products or more things that have kind of recurring passive income, you know, associated with them just so you can scale without having to scale up as many as many humans, <laughs> if, if that's the type of business, some are just like, Hey, that's not the kind of business we're trying to build, which is fine too. So, right. um, so yeah, so really what we're doing is just cross referencing all of those back and forth across all six of those. And you can see where we come out the back end with clarity on who we're focused on serving clarity on the problem we're solving for them, clarity on how we're going to make money solving that problem. And then we just roll that into all of these sales and marketing activities that amplify that uniqueness. 
Um, and some of those are just, hey, when you get your chance to be in front of a bunch of your ideal clients, like, what do you talk about? This world-class presentation, if it's on a stage or on a podcast or doing a webinar or anything in between. Some are like, how do we package your insights and expertise, like how you solve the problem for people you're serving in other formats, like a book, right? Okay, what are best practices to bring a book to market, to boost authority and get in front of more people and drive traffic? So there's many tools right in the toolbox to amplify your uniqueness and become more well-known, but that foundation is really getting clear on your brand DNA because... Without that, you don't have clarity to take into all those downstream activities and make sure they're done in alignment with amplifying your uniqueness. And that that alignment is key. Like we said earlier, if you're doing a lot of different things that are all over the place, you're you're never going to break through the noise. Yeah, and I would completely agree and resonate with that because, you know, you're you're in your mind. You're like, I got to do I got to go. I got to go, go, go. I got to, you know, but to take that step back and to lay the foundation of like, who you are, <clears throat> what, who are you serving? What problem do you solve? And all that stuff is like, it, it's, you got to take the time to do it because it is, you know, there's a method of the madness, you know, with it and going through it, you will have a lot of aha moments and it'll help you create, you know, content and get it out there to the right people in the right form and fashion and how to monetize that obviously is important too. And so, I would say and encourage people to put the work in on the front end because, you know, the output of it, will you'll definitely reap the rewards from it. Yeah, I love it. It's not always easy to carve out the time and invest the money, you know, to kind of do it. But we'll just tell I mean, we, we have about 700, you know, I think over 700 businesses, you know, globally that we work with now. And I mean, that clarity that, you know, kind of the light bulbs coming on early is mm -hmm. is just priceless because, it, it allows you to minimize all of this waste of time and money and effort of pushing down all these different paths and realizing, oh, that didn't work or whatever. It just allows you to be super efficient with all these downstream, you know, sales and marketing, you know, activities to really make sure you're, you're pushing in the right direction and trying to, you know, see results sooner than later. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeremy, I really appreciate the time. Um, I always learn something when we when we get together so uh, i know our audience will as well but um thank you so much for joining us um where can uh if anyone wants to work with you or brand builders group like where can they and where can they find you like what would you like where where do they go yeah absolutely um i mean first off we just hope the information today was valuable we always say like let's save the best for first right we don't know if we'll get a chance to share information with you again so this our brand DNA Helix process is, is foundational to what we do. So I just, I hope you got a lot of value out of that. I would encourage you to do those exercises, right? Just, you know, after hearing this, but if you do have questions on any of what we talked about today, or just, yeah, Hey, I think this is something I want to lean into a little bit more and just curious, we actually do a free one hour strategy call with anybody. And our goal is to, you know, not sell you something on that call. It's like, Hey, wh where are you trying to go with your business and your brand? What's, what are you struggling with? Hey, let us kind of look at different aspects of our curriculum and try to just share some tips to help you. Um, and then naturally, if there's some, you know, some value in us working together beyond that, we, we can talk about that. But if you do want to take advantage of, of that free brand strategy call, you just go to freebrandcall.com 
forward slash JW. So that's freebrandcall.com forward slash JW. Uh, and there'll be a place you can just put your name, email in and get on the calendar and you'll talk with one of our strategists and, and hopefully get even more value out of that. Yeah, no, and I would, I would encourage everybody to do that. That one hour strategy call, um, it's a risk-free, uh, if you want to say it that way, but it's, it'd be well worth the hour to, to dive in a little bit and work with, uh, Jeremy and the great people at brand builders group. And I've got a lot of value out of it and, um, we will continue the work, uh, we're not done, right, Jeremy? So we got we got more work to do to to hone this thing in a little bit, you know, more. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity to just be with you and 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 all your members and you know keep up the great work, buddy. Yeah, thank you. So appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you. That is all we have for this episode of the MA Mastermind Podcast. One thing that would help both of us is to like, share, and comment and um, let people know about this episode, especially. If it's something that could benefit them or they would, you think they would enjoy it, check out all of our episodes at cornerstoneia.com slash podcast. And until next time. Yeah.